And so the more we can regurgitate that message over and over, the more we are positioning ourselves as the expert and we become visible because when people think of who helps with productivity, who helps with Asana, they're going to think of Brittany, right? Because they've seen her posts over and over, over talking about these things. You are listening to The Productivity Podcast. This is not just another productivity podcast that puts more pressure on you to wake up at 5 a.m., work eight hours a day, or check off 100 tasks to be productive, successful, and happy. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, and we're here to create your life by design and explore the true end goal of productivity, to live a meaningful, impactful, fulfilled life and business without sacrificing your family. We are here to give you the bite-sized productivity hacks and digital organizing tips to create routines in your life and business that free up your time for family, more self-care, creativity and passion projects, bougie meals, travel, or whatever makes you happy. We're here to help you work smarter, not harder, and live the life you love without the burnout. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Podcast. Today, we are going to be diving in to share how even introverts can be visible and grow a successful business. And helping us is Chrissy Connor, visibility queen herself. Chrissy, thanks so much for popping in today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. So Chrissy and I worked together just in a couple different ways with Asana and Masterminds, and I just have loved getting to know her and what she's doing. Um, obviously, you can read about her in the show notes and all that good stuff, but Chrissy, why don't you kind of dive in and just give us a little bit about your story? I would love to. So as Brittany said, I am an introvert, and most people argue with me when I say that <laughs> um, because who I am now and who I show up as now is not who I used to be. But to quickly tell you my background. So in 2012, I owned a business with a friend of mine. We literally made skincare out of our basement. And that was my first like real business. And I love to say it's the business I learned how to do everything wrong in. But my friend at the time pushed me to get visible as much as possible. She would submit us to Shark Tank. She submitted us to like all these magazines, local news stations and all these things. And I legit, no lie, would pray every single night, please God, don't let them select us. And I know a lot of people are like, what? You're crazy. Like that would be so good for your business. But you don't understand. Like I was so petrified of video. I was so petrified of being on camera, like even selfies. I even, I did the 10 year challenge recently and I could not find any selfies of myself because I did not, that wasn't my profile picture. It was my kids and it was just not in my comfort zone. Right. And so it was very scary to me. And I was like, listen, I don't care if we make just like $500 a month. That's really all I need. I'm fine. Like, I really don't want to do this. I just want to be in my little comfort zone. We can just put our stuff around the farmer's markets and sell it there. Like the girl you see today was not the girl who started out being a business owner. And so this happened like, so it was so bad because I still sometimes actually get hives when I do video. Um, they literally start on my neck and, or then my chest and creep up my neck. And it's so embarrassing. I also do it when I speak sometimes, but I've just learned to live with it. Um, but I also have a huge fear, had a huge fear, sometimes still creeps up of what people think about me, especially my friends who um, can be trophy wives and don't have to do what I do. So I always like, what do they think of me? Like, you know, and even my hairdresser has said to me before, why 
do you do TikToks? Like there's something wrong with me, right? So there's still, it's still there, right? Um, but I was also worried that people would tell me I was wrong. Even in the instance when I made skincare, like there have been people making skincare a lot longer than I have. What if I say an ingredient wrong? What if I say the wrong thing? Like, what if I talk about a recipe and, and, and they, and they prove me wrong. Right. And, and the same thing happened when I became in the business I'm in now. And so anyhow, that business ended for many reasons, because again, it's the business I learned how to do everything wrong in. But then when I decided to be in digital marketing, because that's what I, we bootstrapped everything in that business. And that's where people were coming to me for. Um, I was like, yes, I get to be the behind the scenes girl. I don't have to get on video. This is perfect. I just make everybody else look good. And then you get all these clients and you're like, okay, this is my cap. I can't do anything else. So it's either raise your prices, right? Or build a team, an agency model, or sell courses and programs, which means you have to get on video because nobody knows who you are. Right. So that was kind of my turning point. And um, I love to say this, but I legit, nobody could have forced me to get on video um, as an introvert. It was just not going to happen. I did cheater Facebook lives. This was back in 2016 when Facebook live was huge. And it was like the main, like everybody was trying to do it, not doing it, but trying to do it. Um, and so I did cheater Facebook lives where you go live with only me. And then you can decide if you like it or not, and then make it public or friends only. Um, so I did that for a while, decided that was ridiculous. This is a joke. Like you have to get over yourself. And so my first real live video, I taught my audience how to make jello shots. And the reason I did that was because my friends wouldn't make fun of me because they all wanted to know how to make jello shots because I brought them to every girl's night out. So also it was going to save me money because I wouldn't have to make them all the time if they knew how. And then also it was something I knew how to do. Nobody was going to question me. I didn't know how to make jello shots because I had made them so many times. I did not need a recipe. Right. Yeah. And I keep that video and I look back at that video because it was awful. Um, it, I had no try. Those cringy first videos. Like you go back and you're like, Oh God, delete this off of the internet. <laughs> I call that baby Chrissy. That's baby Chrissy. That's what I say because she had no tripod. I had my, my phone on books. I did not know how to do video. So I literally was bending over and I didn't realize that at the time, but I mean, there was probably a little bit more cleavage showing than I would have liked. It was summer and I was screaming into the phone. Like, yeah. can y'all hear me? Like, you know, like screaming into the phone, like, and it's so bad, but it's so funny now. I just laugh and I, I let people see it all the time because I want them to see who I am now is not who I am. You know, this, this is a journey, right? And so what finally helped me really get on video and be more, what people probably think is I'm an extrovert, but really putting myself out there is that I realized through the journey that video is not me. It's not about me. My business is not about me. I created my business to help other people. And we are more willing to do things for other people than we are ourselves. So if I preface video as supporting, serving, and the law of reciprocity for my audience, I'll do it. But if I say, oh, I'm going to get on video and share my new XYZ or talk about my, it never, it does not do it for me. And so I think I had to change my perspective to really start getting on video and getting on stages and all those things. I'm not going to say it's easy. I still struggle with it, but I do it because it works. So I'm excited to dive in, but this is also my least favorite because I have a podcast because I am a behind the scenes girl. I do operations because I'm a behind the scenes girl, but I also have programs and courses and 
have to be visible. So um, what does visibility mean in your own words? Because you've already said video probably 10 times, and I feel like that's where people's minds go. Um, but I think there's obviously more to that. So what does it mean in your own words? My definition of visibility is being heard and being seen. And that can your voice, your message is visibility. It's not just always your face, but I think if I have an option to throw up a graphic or my face, my face is going to win. My audience is going to, is one is going to want to connect with my face. Right. Just like I suggest like people even like have their logos as their business page profile photo. And I'm like, please just put your picture. Nobody wants to talk to a logo. They really just want to talk to you, you know, and you got to think about this too. Like if you think about Verizon and um, I don't know, it was Sprint or Verizon. Remember the guy, I think he went, he was at he, one. He flip-flopped. He went from Yes, exactly. Yeah. But he was like the face of their business, right? Yep. And I love that somebody said, not everybody has a face for their business, right? Like maybe we don't know who the face of Amazon or Target or any of those. But if something bad happens in those companies, they find a face for that business because they find somebody to pinpoint it on, right? So I just want to show up and be genuine and be the face of my business and take ownership of it, good or bad, right? Hopefully always good in, 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 a, in a positive yeah. perception, right? But, um, but yeah, I want people to feel like they can connect with me because I feel like relationships are the number one way we grow our business unless we have a ton of ad spend. And most of us as entrepreneurs, business owners, we don't, we do, we're, we're not spending 3.6 billion like Coca-Cola is, right? We don't have that kind of revenue, but we can make a bigger impact by showing our face. We can build like no and trust by showing our face. But yes, message, our message, our voice is a part of visibility. Video is huge with visibility, um, but also basically repurposing our message. A lot of times we get, we're afraid of saying the same thing over and over. And I, trust me, I get tired of hearing myself talk sometimes. And I'm sure many of you do if you say the same things over and over. But the thing we don't realize is our audience doesn't. They're not always listening. And so the more we can regurgitate that message over and over, the more we are positioning ourselves as the expert and we become visible because when people think of who helps with productivity, who helps with Asana, they're going to think of Brittany, right? Because they've seen her posts over and over, over talking about these things. You crave a community of like-minded individuals who just get you. You were looking for the shortcuts and systems to help you work smarter, not harder in your business. You were looking for help with tech and tools. You were looking for the accountability and someone to keep pushing you to move the needle forward. You need to bounce ideas off of others and stop feeling so alone running your business. The Productivity Pod community is here for you. We are all about community, connection, and creating a business that supports your goals and dreams without the burnout and sacrifice. We host a free monthly office hours where you can bring your burning business questions, a coffee and connections call to get to know each other, and a members mingle happy hour for some fun and your favorite beverage. You can post your free offers and events in the group and create co-working pods to get stuff done together. We have a separate app to eliminate social media distractions. Come to the pod with intention. Join free at the productivitypodcommunity.co. You know, and the same thing with me, who talks about being visible, whether they see my face, my name comes up. Another thing that people don't recognize is emailing your list. I know they don't see your face, but if they see your name in their inbox once a week, 
that's visibility. Even if they don't read it, even if they delete it, that is visibility because you're showing up. So there are multiple ways to get visible. Yes, I think video is going to be the most powerful medium, but it's not the only way. Yeah. And I think that's super important because I mean, there's a lot of mindset stuff that goes into being on video, especially if it's your first time and practicing and showing up over and over and over and over. And like you said, going back to those videos and you're like, oh gosh, take this off the internet. This is terrible. Um, and you kind of touched on some of those other ways to do that. Right. But how, I guess, did you overcome and like, just start doing it and keep going and pushing through? Like what were some of those mindset things that came up for you? Oh my gosh. Well, well, the first thing, like I said, it's not about me. Yep. That had to be huge. I think because- that's huge. And actually I, you said that a couple of times when we've been doing mastermind stuff and I keep like trying to just like replay that in my head over and over. So it's definitely been helpful. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, this is a great example. So yesterday my kid wanted to go to the gym because we had a new gym open up and I'm like, I work out during the week. I don't want to go on the weekend, but I did it for her. Right. I would have never went to the gym. Oh, it's Sunday. Let's just go to the gym. Cause like, that sounds like fun. But my kid wants to go and she goes, listen, it's just a half an hour. Let's just get on the treadmills. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it for you. Right. It's what we do. We do things for other people that we would not normally do for ourselves. And so that is a huge mindset shift for me. The other thing is, um, so I used to say that video changed my life. Looking back, that's not true. And I had to rephrase that getting uncomfortable changed my life. Video changed my business. And so when we are getting over that fear, right, we get out of our comfort zone, we have massive growth. Our business will never grow past our personal growth. So if I can keep pushing myself out of my comfort zone, I know my my business is going to grow. So like I said, video pushed me out of my comfort zone. It was huge personal growth for me, but it also in turn grew the crap out of my business and still does to this day. Um, I can definitely tell a difference in my stuff, like video versus just static posts, like hands down, it is so much bigger. So what are some of those? So obviously probably not even attempting video is probably one of those top mistakes that you see, but what are some of those other visibility things that maybe you see business owners doing or not doing that they should be to be able to grow their business? So, well, I do want to talk about video for a second and because I have a really good example. So I have somebody who was in my inner circle. And, um, she was struggling getting her face on video. She, she felt like it was like a waste of time because she wasn't showing her face. And so we have a mutual friend. And when I went to see the mutual friend, the mutual friend said, I don't know what you're doing, but she is killing it right now. And so I had to message her as soon as I left that friend. I said, I just want you to know, she didn't say she's killing it. I wish she'd show her face. She's killing it. Why isn't she showing her face? She didn't even say anything about your face. So if we think we have to get on video right away and show our face, that's not necessarily true. We can work, we can do behind the scenes. We can do voiceovers. Thank goodness for like TikToks and reels, right? We can do voiceovers right now. I've done videos where I've showed my feet walking, like outside exercising, sped it up, did a voiceover about motivating people and the journey and all those things. So we don't think outside of the box enough when we always think my face has to be the first thing I show. And I'm, I'm willing, listen, a baby step is a step forward. And if you're not willing to show your face right this second, but you're willing to show behind the scenes or doing a voiceover or something like that, I will take it all day long because it's still video content. So that's the number one mistake I think people make is they think that it always has to be their face. And yes, eventually I want it to be your face, but 
until we're ready for that. Let's practice. Let's practice using our feet or practice using behind the scenes or practice, you know, setting um, where it does it really fast. I can't hyperlapse or whatever. Maybe you're doing your craft or something, or maybe you're typing. It can be so many different things. So take advantage of those types of opportunities until you're ready to show your face on video. It does not always have to be, oh, I have to go live. Let me talk to everybody right now. Right. And, And feel like I'm going crazy because I, I don't get any instant gratification. I don't know if anybody's watching and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't always have to be that. I actually, I run into like, I'm okay showing my face and like, I'll do stories and um, I do lives and that kind of stuff. But now I'm like hitting this roadblock of the reels and the, the like TikToks and all the music and the fancy and like all that stuff. I'm like, oh gosh, I can't do that. So it's, it's crazy. Like the different mindset hurdles you're going to come across at different stages, even just in doing video. So, um, just know, like Chrissy said, she, she still runs into like, oh gosh, video. And like, it, it comes up still, it's never going to go away. It's just something that you have to get uncomfortable with and push down and keep moving. (laughs) The second thing that I think people make a mistake, and this can be with content, this can be with video is people think everything has to be perfect. I mean, I'm a perfectionist, recovering perfectionist. Um, And what I have learned is that the more mistakes I make, the more people like me. And I know that's funny, but the more I mess up, the more relatable I am. And so it actually works with my brand really well. Um, You know, it's like, we talk about a lot of times, like, so many people think they need a lead magnet and it has to be this beautiful PDF. Unless you're a graphic designer, it can be a Google Doc that you share. It does not have to be this beautiful PDF. People just want the information. Now, if you're a graphic designer, totally different story. Right. You have to show your thing. But if you're not a graphic designer, that's not your thing, right? And you don't have to share that. It's progress, you know, over perfection and just moving, you know, moving the needle forward. Imperfect action is still action, right? And it's the best kind of action and it's relatable action. The other thing, again, I said this a minute ago, but if you have the option to choose a really pretty graphic over your face, choose your face every single time. Even if it's a selfie, it does not need to be professional photos. What we found, there are there is a place for professional photos, but I built my business on selfies. And I will tell anybody that, like even my photographers, Brittany and I just got our photos done from Ashley. And um, so she's like, fix your face. Oh my God, I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. Like if you could have like my phone on your camera and I could see what my face is doing, this will be so much better because I am the selfie queen and I built my business like this, but taking somebody else taking my photo. Yeah. Cause I can't see what my face does. It has a mind of its own. It has RBF. It has all those things. So, um, so, so if you can take a selfie, like every time you get put together and you feel like a million bucks, take your picture, like literally take your picture. It, you, it will never serve you wrong. You will always find something to use with that picture. And yeah. And, and just like I said before, even the behind the scenes, what I have found, even doing so many social media uh, for different clients in different industries, if they don't give me images, I have to use stock images. People know what a stock image looks like. They oh, can spot sure. a spot image or a spot, a, a stock image and know And it does not get the conversion that a real image does. It doesn't get the attention. It doesn't get the views. It doesn't get any of that stuff. And so people know, so give the real raw and sometimes the ugly, right? The, the unorganized, the, the authentic, give that over stock images and any day, and you will see so much more again, growth, attention and all that stuff, even if it's behind the scenes and it's not of your face. Yeah. And I think this is a problem for me. Like I have, if I just scrolled through my phone, the amount of content I have, 
is like insane, insane. But we're like, we have to take new, we have to take new. Like we always feel like we have to create new content and new things. Like we actually just completely reorganized all of our content. I'm like, we don't need to create new content for like years. (laughs) We have so many pictures and videos and just written text and things that you can like copy paste and reuse. Like you had touched on the repurposing side of thing. I think that that's something that so many people are not doing is repurposing and trying to create new all the time. Exactly. And again, that gets our message across. It positions us as the expert, as the authority, when we repeat, because if we literally, let's think about this. If you had 365 different pieces of content, do you think you're going to confuse your audience? They're not going to know what you do. They're going to be so confused. If you never talk about the same thing over, number one, that's really hard to do. Even as somebody who does this for a living, it's really hard to do. But if we never repurpose, if we never say the same thing over and over, I'm sorry, but our audience is sometimes like our children. There's so much noise on social media. We get to remind them and tell them over and over and over. And when they are ready to accept the message, because they're not always ready for it, right? Um, But when they're ready to accept the message, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, she's been talking about this for a really long time. I haven't been listening. I should have been doing that. You know, I hear this all the time over and over. But again, positioning yourself as an expert, repurposing content. If you can create one piece of video content, uh, you can get 30, 40, 50 pieces of content from that by trimming it, by repurposing that same video, by transcribing it on Otter AI and and having all these words that you have no idea, these brilliant words that you said, it can become an email, it can become a blog post, it can become so many things and people just waste content. It's like throwing out leftovers and never using them. Repurpose them. Repurpose it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have enough content that I could probably literally reorganize it and make a book at this point. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always feel like we have to create new stuff. And like, to your point, that was one of the biggest shifts for me is that I was, I, we really have like an ideal client scale, right? Like we have our ideal person. We have a person that's like one step below. That's almost there. We have those people that maybe just aren't there yet. Mindset, money, all the things. And I was literally trying to like create this entire journey of content for all of these people where really I just needed to create the content to get the people at the bottom to the next step and content to get them to the ideal client space. And then the ideal client, really, they graduate from you at some point, right? Like they're done with you. They don't need you. But I was literally trying to create content for like every single type of client. And it was freaking exhausting. It wasn't converting. I wasn't making clients and getting clients to convert. Like I was burnt out. So you really need to stick to those like core topics and just talk about them until you're blue in the face. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, you get, when you get tired of hearing yourself talk, you're actually starting to get through right. it. So keep doing you, it. You just now are hitting the spot when you're like, okay, I think we might be at a good place right now. I love it. So, true. so kind of wrapping up here, cause we're coming up on about 20 minutes or so, um, from a business standpoint, like how do systems and processes come into play from a marketing standpoint? Um, what are some of those things that have really helped you with that content repurposing and creating content? What are some of those backend things that have been helpful in your business? Well, number one, um, I know you use this word a lot too, but really the working smarter, not harder. I mean, probably my content explosion method is probably the one of the biggest things that's helped my business. I can teach people how to do that, right? It doesn't always have to be me. If I'm willing to create that one video, my, my team knows how to transcribe that. They know how to repurpose that into a blog. They know how to repurpose it into shorter form videos. They know how to repurpose it into quote graphics. They know how to repurpose it into stories. They know how to repurpose it everywhere, right? So it makes my life so much easier because it is a system. It is a process that they go through. It also, even from a client perspective, 
like there is, and Brittany helped me with a VIP day go over my asana, like there is a process, like it comes from content creation, sometimes approval, then it comes to scheduling and being able to have that process and knowing what comes next. Again, something that's very teachable to my team. And it means it's not always me. I can delegate those. So when we do have processes and systems, we can delegate more often. Um, and that as a business owner, and no matter what you do in my mind is vital and crucial for your growth. And even if you're not at the point that you have a team, right? Like our listeners, most of them are solopreneurs, still bootstrapping everything. Having a system just takes that pressure off of you too, because it's the same thing. You're not having to like, think about the process every time. Like it's a mental thing that you don't have to think about. You literally just follow the checklist. You're like, I created a video and now it's going to turn into all of this content in these steps. So I think it's huge, even for people that don't have a team, but then when you get to that point, it's so much faster to just be like, Hey, I'm going to assign this to you. And this is what the process is a hundred percent. And this used to be my job. I used to do all of it. I think you have to to master it first and create a process before you can pass it off. Um, what is maybe one of your favorite pieces of software? I know you mentioned a couple as far as like content repurposing and stuff, but just in general to help you become more efficient. Well, it's always been Asana. I mean, and that has nothing to do with your VIP day. You just made it simpler. I don't know. It's, it's more organized. It's more organized that we'll call it more organized now. So Asana has always been something that I've used, as you could see, like all the mess I had in there, but it's, it is something that I love for organization. Um, Probably my second thing is Google drive. I mean, I'm just like, I love Google drive. I love sharing things in Google drive. It's just, that's where my brain is. Like all my thoughts, all my ideas go inside of Google drive. They're easy to share. Um, so those are probably my two favorites for sure. Favorite productivity hack. Do you have something that like just really helps you get stuff done either like a routine, a tool timing, uh, my countdown clock, whatever you call it timer on my phone, because even though social media is my life, I get sucked down a rabbit hole, just like Uh anybody else. So if I'm going to curate new content or look for viral content on TikTok, I'm going to time myself because I get really into it. Like I love it. Right. And so I, if I don't set a timer for everything I do, then that and time blocking are huge for me. Um, otherwise I would never take action. I would be, I like to say this too. I would be a total consumer and not a creator. And as business owners, we get to do both. (laughs) And it's so easy to do that, right? Like TikTok, man. Ooh. I think they called it that for a reason, like tick tock the time and now an hour is gone. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So anything else that you feel like would be helpful for our introverts out there who are really wanting to be more visible, who know they need to be more visible, any top tips you have that you want to share? Yes, I do. Um, so one thing I think that people are afraid of is, um, people always don't, they underestimate how they look and sound and they don't like the way they look and sound. Number one, don't watch yourself back. But number two, if you got to use a filter, use a filter. Eventually you'll get over the filter thing. But if you feel like a filter makes you look like a million, look and feel like a million bucks on video, use the freaking filter. Even on Zoom, if you want to record on Zoom, there is a filter inside of Zoom that makes your skin look better and healthier. Use natural light because we also don't take advantage of that. If you do um, a selfie or a video between natural light and, and, you know, artificial light, 
natural light is going to make you look younger, brighter, and more beautiful. And you're, and most people are afraid because, oh, I'm going to see more of me. I'd rather be in the dark. You look way better with natural light. I promise you that. Um, so, so take advantage of those things. If it really is, you know, a confidence thing, take advantage of it until you get confident enough to not need those things, because I promise you eventually you will, but also understand you're not going to be the greatest at first. Um, and it's okay because we all start at zero followers. We all start at not the greatest, greatest videos. Um, even when I did 200 lives in, in July, how I looked on video on July 1st and July 31st are two different people. I got so much better because I do 200 videos. <laughs> you can't not get better by doing things over and over. So understand the more you do it, the better you'll get, but you have to start. The best time to start was yesterday. The next best time to start is today. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, where can people find you? Do you have any resources that you want to share? Where can they come hang I out? Do. I do. So if you go to thevisibilitykeen.com, there is a, a bundle. It's a free bundle. And so it has too many courses. Number one is how to be more consistent on social media. Um, number two is how to do the content explosion, like we just talked about. And then the third thing is a daily visibility checklist. So it talks about other ways besides video that you can get visible every single day. So you get the too many courses and the checklist for free in exchange for your email address. So I can email you. Yay. And we will put all those links, obviously, in the show notes so you guys can go grab that and hang out. Uh, which platform are you most active on? <laughs> Probably Facebook, but okay. I've been really active lately on Instagram. So Chrissy Connor at any of those, you can find me, but I'm also pretty active on TikTok. Um, everybody go check out Chrissy. I just watched your, um, the glitter behind the text video. I was like, oh my gosh, that is genius. I'm totally doing that. She has some really awesome, even just like quick tip. My face isn't in that video. Yeah, <laughs> but it's cool. it, like people would watch it because it's like glitter text as you're writing. It's genius. Yeah. So. Anyways, thank you so much, Chrissy, for popping on. Thank you. Um, and you guys, obviously, don't forget to join us over at the productivitypodcommunity.co um, on the Mighty Networks app. And we've got all of our monthly events, networking events, and productivity tips. So we will see you guys next time.